0: Greetings and welcome to the Bishops' Radio. I am Esigon, your host. Let's pray. Our Father and God and make of all things, we bless your holy name and thank you for ordaining this podcast to bless, transform, liberate and lift all who come in contact with it. We give you praise because your word is true and you are faithful. Thank you for all the lives that will be touched with this broadcast. We are grateful for the testimonies that will abound be forever glorified in and through us all, in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 7, 24-27 Matthew 7, 24-27 And I'm going to be using three different versions to render it. First, the New King James Version, which goes, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock, and great was its fall. Now I render the same Matthew seven twenty four to 27 in the Passion Translation which says, Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. When the rains fell and the flood came, with fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. When it rained and rained and the flood came, with wind and waves beating upon his house, it collapsed and was swept away. And the last version of the Bible I'll use is the New Living Translation, and it goes thus. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents, and the floodwaters rise, and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, when the rains and floods come, and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. I read these verses in three different renditions to establish the certainty of the storm. In all the different versions that I consulted, the language used is certain. Rain will fall, wind will blow. NOT MIGHT, NOT MAY, IT SHALL. In this life, you cannot avoid storms. Storms are a given, they must happen. So what will make the difference is how you prepare for the storm. It is in how you prepare to weather the storm. You cannot stop the storm from storming, but you sure can prevent yourself from losing out to the storm you can ensure your security, safety, and protection from the storm by taking the Word of Christ, God, to heart and doing as it says. In other words, obeying the Word. It is by living a word directed life that one can be kept safe from the storms of life. I am sure you know that these verses are not literal, as in, the implications are beyond rainfall and tornado and etc. We are talking about difficulties, challenges, hard times and unpleasant things that must happen. No one is exempt from such happenings. Even Jesus was tempted and faced his hard times. That's the son of God. God himself. How much more humanity. How did he overcome? Obedience. He obeyed which is exactly what he's telling us to do, to be like him, in obedience, so that when the storm rolls in, we remain intact after it passes. Philippians 2 verse 5 to 8, Philippians 2 verse 5 to 8, and I'm using the message translation here, it reads, Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but he didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status, no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life. And then died a selfless, obedient death, and the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. If you are a believer and you read your Bible, you would have come across prophecies of the end times and how things will only get worse for the world and not better. Matthew 24, verse 3 to 13. Matthew 24 from verse 3 to 13 and I'm using the Living Translation. It goes later. Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will all this happen? What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? Jesus told them, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars. But don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all this is only the first of the birth pains, with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere. And the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. These are the words of Christ and we are presently dealing with two active wars plus conflicts here and there, with more to come and not forgetting natural disasters. Now, this is not a hopeless message in any way because just as all that is said to happen will happen, same way the one who endures to the end will be saved. There is a way out for whoever desires a way out. It is only those that choose not to follow the way out that we perish with the storm. It is a matter of choice. Everyone has the privilege of choice. It's just like how examinations and tests are necessary to a student. Now imagine a scenario where the examiner has pre-informed his students of the likely questions or the area of focus as some would prefer to call it. The exam will take place, and you know the likely questions, therefore it is up to you to determine your performance. Your result is all on you now, and not on the examiner. That's what Christ has done for us. He has told us what to expect and shown us the way out. No one has an excuse. None. Selah. And finally, Matthew 11, 15. Matthew 1115, using the New Living Translation, it goes anyone with ears to hear, should listen and understand. Amen. That's it for this week. Don't forget to share this blessing with others. Sharing it shows that you were blessed and you love for others to be blessed as you were blessed. So, you see, love is the motivation here and love is in action. Also listen to this podcast again and again to properly benefit from it. And should you be moved to give feedback, do not hesitate as your feedback can inspire the next podcast. And always remember that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Stay well and blessings always.